Support for Two Beards, Please provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we'll be getting together to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. Hello and welcome to this episode of Two Beards, Please. This is our June 1st, 2020 episode. June 1st. June 1st. And we are... It's officially summer. Well, not officially summer. That doesn't happen till the summer solstice, which is June twenty. Whatever, dude. Twenty first. <laughs> I don't care what you say, summer solstice or not summer. Well, we're definitely getting summer weather here in Wisconsin. It's the last week we've had f- fantastic weather, which yeah, it has been really good. We don't get very often, so we're going to take it. Yeah, we'll take the three days a year we get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We had one thing planned, and we decided to pivot a little bit based on a lot of listener feedback that we've gotten over the last few months. We're going to start with one topic here. We're going to do a little bit more of a get-to-know-Andrew-and-Nate type of a topic. We're going to talk a little bit about our collections. and then. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about like our choice in underwear. Is um, If you collect underwear, that's your choice. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I do not collect underwear. You collect think. skid marks, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, only when appropriate. <laughs> We've talked a little bit in the past about, you know, things we carry and that we are both kind of everyday carry nerds. In fact, we d- yep. did a whole episode about it. So, if you haven't had a chance to, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, go back and listen to that right now. We'll then, wait for you. Yep, we'll wait for you. And welcome back. And welcome back. <laughs> It does. It. I'm telling you, it never gets old. You know, we've had comments that people like that shtick even beyond us. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna. It's it's become our thing. I think mm-hmm. once we get our t-shirts and stuff going, I think we need to somehow incorporate that into one of our catchphrase. Something on the shirt, back and shirt designs. Back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is brilliant. That is brilliant. There you go. See. All right. So one good idea a month. That's all I'm good for. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about our collections. We're not going to go too far into things that we've talked about previously. I think everybody knows at this point that Andrew has an unhealthy obsession with pencils and pencil sharpeners. Uh, And notebooks, field notes. And and notebooks, yes. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about some other things. Go ahead. I'll let you start. I was thinking before we get into like what we collect, I think we need to define what a collection is. Sure. So, because I was talking with my kids about this, and they're like, "Well, Dad, you have a lot of stuff, but like, just because you have a lot, doesn't mean you collect it." Like, there's a fine line between know. hoarding and collection, right? <laughs> I'm not okay. Yes, sure. <laughs> I'm not even talking about hoarding. I'm just talking about like we have a lot of forks and knives, but we don't collect them. Right. Yeah, I, have, I think that's a know. fair point. So, what did you come up with with the definition? Because so, I think I think we're on the same think, page here. I think part of it needs to be. If it's something you use on a daily basis and you just have a lot of it sort of in the pile to use versus something you have a certain number of that are like in storage or, you know, in boxes or like a collection is something you're never going to touch and use the collection. You know what I mean? 
Well, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure I completely agree, I, I, but is, okay. is that your only... I mean, you can be wrong. It's okay. We've established <laughs> this. <laughs> See, for me, I think a collection has to be deliberate, and it has to be something that you're deliberately looking for something specific, where, say, somebody collects bottle caps. Like my, my youngest, she had sure. started collecting bottle caps for a while. There's a difference okay. between just having a stash of random bottle caps and deliberately going through and seeing, yes. okay, I've sure. got this one. I need that one. I need that one. I don't need, I don't need more Miller light. I, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I think that, I think that sort of speaks to the same thing I was saying. Like, you know, I collect field notes, notebooks, right. And I have like a collection of notebooks that, you know, are special editions and rare ones that are, I haven't unwrapped and I have them in a box. Yeah. Right. I think that would be a collection. Yeah. But I also have like a lot of other notebooks. I don't say, I wouldn't say I collect notebooks, even though I have a lot of different notebooks that I use. Right. So you, you have, right. you own a lot of notebooks. You collect a specific right. subset of the notebooks. Right. I think deliberate is probably a better way of putting it instead of like use. Is it, are you deliberate about what you collect? Deliberate. And is it like something you're not going to, you know, something you aren't going to touch? It's almost like a display thing. Right? Yeah. I think a collection has to have some sort of bulk or number associated with it, right? So if you have like three bottle caps, I wouldn't necessarily say you collect bottle caps. Yeah. And I think that varies depending on what the collection is. Like, you know, Sure. We have three cars in our family. I wouldn't say we collect cars. Right. Right. Um, if someone has like one Ferrari, I wouldn't say they collect Ferraris. Right. But, you know, on the same token, if you have like, we'll get into this later, but you collect challenge coins, right? And I'm yeah. guessing you yep. don't have hundreds of challenge coins. No, I'm, I, th that's. Because they're sort of specific and very, you know, deliberate, like you said. So right. you may only have a handful of challenge coins, but you collect challenge coins. Yeah, and that's that's more of a, a new collection item for me that sure. started within the last few years. So that right. that collection, just due to the fact of the youth of it, is not right. very large per se, but it's definitely a right. collection. It's something that I'm very deliberate about, uh, yeah. and I, I choose the ones that I want, and I, I actually go out searching for specific ones that i'm looking sure. for but i do think a collection has to have some sort of like number associated with like yeah. you know if you just have one of something it's not a collection yep right agreed so the other th question that came up was is it still a collection like if you collected it when you were a kid but you haven't added to it in 20 years so like i when i was a kid i collected baseball cards i have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of baseball cards yeah rare baseball cards bulk like 7,000, I have a box of 7,000 bulk baseball cards from like the you know late 80s and early 90s. So I would say I had it, I have a collection of baseball cards, but I don't know if I current, I don't currently collect baseball cards. Yeah, I think. Right? So what's that distinction? Right. So I think, yes, to actively, and that, that goes to your point, actively curating your collection, I mm -hmm. think is probably a good definition point for being a collector of something. You're right. right. You, at this point, you own a collection of cards, but you're not actually collecting them. Collecting cards, right. Collecting by the, the, the verb tense means it's in the present tense, present, the present yep. Situ yep. situation. Hey, right? Look at me using my degrees again. <laughs> <laughs> two, two shows in a row. You are dropping I know, it, man. man. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, all right. So can you think of anything else that would define a collection? No, I think that's pretty pretty clear cut. It has to be yeah. something that's being actively curated. Uh, yep. something and it has something... to have an intention or a 
the that, purpose of collection. A deliberate, uh, deliberacy uh, component yep. of it. Deliberacy. There you go, making up words again. That's two. <laughs> yes, two, two, <laughs> deliberacy. That's another word. That's, that's a word, that's gonna right? Be the title of this. <laughs> <laughs> deliberacy that's a good one yeah so let's start talking about yours what's the we talked a little okay, bit about so my challenge coins most which people I'll know talk that more know, me know that i and i would say i still actively collect these even though i haven't gotten one in a while but they're becoming a little more rare and harder to find than they used to be but i collect typewriters well de define a little while because i think we provided one for you within the that's last true. year <laughs> so i would say in the last <laughs> Four months. I haven't gotten any. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Mind. I would call that so, an active yes, collection. I then. actively collect typewriters. You're right. <laughs> Present so, tense for sure. <laughs> so, explain. Is this again? This is kind of your fascination with all things analog. And I know yep. some typewriters. There's an analog component, and even though they were the kind of first subset of the digital technology where you've got the electronic and a little bit of automation associated with yep. it, it's still very much an analog technology. So Yeah, so I, I started what, collecting typewriters actually when I was in high school. I found one like at a garage sale or something for like five bucks. I thought it was cool, brought it home. My dad's a journalist. You know, as a kid, I can remember him pounding out on a typewriter or like a very old analog computer. Not analog computer. You know what I mean? Like the analog keyboards with the clicky yeah. keys and yeah. stuff. And so, yep. you know, watching movies as a kid of all the president's men and all the typewriter sounds. And um, so I was fascinated with them. And I found one at like a garage sale, I think for like five bucks, uh, bought it, started actually writing on it and just really fell in love with the tangibility of it. You know, you can feel the impressions on the paper and there's effort into pressing the keys and that kind of stuff. So they you're were, a hipster. You're a hipster. In pretty, people were just getting rid of them, <laughs> you know, back in the, in the, in the early nineties, it wasn't, there wasn't like this push back to the analog. So like ev literally every garage sale you went to, you could find at least one Yeah. and they were dirt cheap. Right. So then I just started buying every one I could find. I'm sure Marsha was real happy with that. Yeah, uh, was is it's it's pretty present tense. How, She's not super happy with how it. many typewriters um, do you own? Um, I haven't done an accurate count in a while because a lot of them are parted out in my basement because I fix you know the ones that don't work I fix. Okay, but it's, I think it's somewhere in the mid to high seventies. And now this isn't something that. Uh, is a small and like a knickknack no. type of a collection. This no, no. is like typewriter. That yeah. that's a fairly you, you need to have yeah. a, a, so a lot I'm of space my dedicated. Office. I'm sitting in my office as we record. Holy cow! And there are seventy four in my office. I know there's three in the closet right outside this door. I know there's three in our bedroom. Um, <laughs> there are at least a dozen in the kitchen above our kitchen <clears> cabinets. <throat> There's like four or five in the garage that are in the middle of either fixing or parting out. There's probably more like 10 in the garage, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a lot in the basement, a lot, like underneath the stairs. And Dude. I just recently went digging, Emma and I went digging because one of her friends, it's like lifelong dream was to have a typewriter. Yeah. And so we found a really nice one for her and cleaned it all up for her and, and gave it to her. So I got to, you know, see a little bit of my collection, but we didn't even go halfway in. That's a pretty um, uh, pretty low-hanging fruit of a dream. Well, you know, some people are cool and some people are you, Nate. I don't, I don't... <laughs> 
what to tell you. Um, so anyway, typewriters, I collect typewriters, but here's the thing. So I do use them Yeah. on, I'd say a weekly basis. I write a letter on a typewriter at least once, but most of them I don't use. Right. right. So I just so, do like two or three that I use regularly. And then the rest are more display. So, so you're actually displaying them. So there's a little bit of a display factor mm-hmm. with them for you. So you actually, yep, for sure. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, right. so it's not just hoarding. So that's my first one. All right. What, what do you got? Give me one of yours. Well, let's talk about my challenge coins since we brought that up yeah. earlier. Um, yeah. I recently, and by recently, I mean within the last three years, started to get into challenge coins. And how this happened was we were out in Arizona visiting uh, Williams, one of my favorite cities of all time, uh, small towns Williams? in Arizona. Yeah, Williams, Arizona. It's uh, the last bypass on Route 66 out in north central Arizona. We were out there and we were doing some shopping. This was when Lynn and the girls and I were out there. The girls and I were out walking around and uh, looking at gift shops. And I found a copper coin, which uh, essentially it's a challenge coin, but it was made in copper. And at that point, I had an obsession with copper. So this really started... It's really started with my obsession with copper. So uh, this is a hmm. cool coin. It was small and it was it was fairly inexpensive. I think it was like six bucks for this. So it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like a gold coin, which would have been you know right. two two <laughs> right. grand or more, right? Um, right. So for me, I don't spend a lot of money on my collections. For me, it's it's something that I enjoy. Uh, it, it's it's reasonably inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think recently I spent ten dollars or. Or twelve dollars on one of my latest pickups, and I think I—I I don't know if I showed you this one yet or not. Um, I think you did. <laughs> but I got—I got this challenge coin. It's a yeah, big, yeah. bigger one. It's got—it's uh, a silver coin, and it's about two inches in diameter. It's got black paint on it. On one side, it's got a roll of toilet paper, and yeah. on the other side, it's got a kind of a, a, in three D relief a molecule of the COVID nineteen uh, yeah. <laughs> virus, and it says, "I survived the great toilet paper shortage of 2020." <laughs> so, <laughs> I I saw that, and this is one that it wasn't acquired in a special way. It was just sure. I, I bought it. I saw it on Amazon by some happenstance and uh, yeah. decided that that's one I wanted in my collection. But from a numbers, I think I've got somewhere between six and seven right now. Uh, okay. And again, I'm being very deliberate with the ones that I want. Uh, there's a lot of military ones out there. I'm not yeah. into collecting the military ones just yet. I, I've started. But I think on... that's like. I think that's probably where the I would get. I don't know a lot about challenge coins other than from what my friends that have been in the military tell me, but I'm guessing that's probably where it started, right? There's been a lot of that. Yeah, that's one of the things where, where Challenge Coins started, and basically it, you know, they're used for the Super Bowl. There's Challenge Coins there. Uh, I do have one government agency, one that I thought was just pretty cool. Again, not acquired in any special way, but uh, this is, I've got one for the CIA. It's, it's got painted... Yeah. You know, painted on one side and kind of a gold uh, overlay on the other side. So gold plated, I think. Cool. I'm at the point now where I've got enough where I can get a display rack for them and start oh, showing them. So I think I'm going to do that. That's going to be next on my list. Probably a lot easier to display challenge coins than it is typewriters, I would guess. Yeah, I could. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. I could display probably forty or fifty challenge coins in the area for one typewriter <laughs> if yeah. I had the right well, rack know. for it. Yeah. <laughs> what's next so on your for me list? we talked a little bit about field notes 
right? So the notebooks and Blackwing pencils. Yep. So I would say I use a lot of that stuff, but I, I, I consider it a little bit of a collection too. So both Field Notes and Blackwing put out like special editions quarterly. So every four times a year. Yeah. I curate all those special editions and keep them, you know, in like a display type of box and stuff. So I would consider that a collection. Yeah. That, that counts from our definition. Absolutely. Um, now, if you so were to just to buy buy a thousand uh, Blackwing pencils and just have them in a box somewhere, I don't know that, that I would consider right, that a that collection w- because that would be hoarding. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I, I think your your collection of you know the special edition ones that that's clearly to me counts yeah. as an as a collection. Counts as collecting. A nerdy one, but um, yes. The one that we couldn't decide on if it was a collection or not was. Again, I'm in my office and I'm just looking around and like every square inch of wall space is either filled with books or records. Yep. And so it's thousands of books and records, I would say. So, but again, I use them. Like I've listened to all the records and I've read all the books. So is that a collection or is it just something I wouldn't consider it hoarding? Some might, I suppose. (laughs) But I mean, you know, I think it's just. I, would I don't con- know. I don't I would, know how to define it. I would consider each of those a collection because obviously okay. you're, you're you're deliberately buying a book or buying an album, and I mean it's not like you're. Necessi- I'm not going to like out and buying bulk boxes full of books that I'll never read. Right. 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 You're right. buying. So del- it is deliberate and, and keeping deliberate ones. And I used to have a, a very nice book collection that I I got tired of storing it and, and moving it. So <laughs> I decided that it was time to move my collection on. So I donated mine. Well, uh, you're a bigger man. I don't. I can't. I can barely lend books out even to my family. <laughs> even in quarantine, I don't like lending books out to them, and I know they're not going to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of books. I've have I have so many books that they're now starting to stack up on the floor. So yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a collection. Yeah, I would say for sure. Um, it's not like I'm buying first editions, right? Or vintage, you know, like old books. They're just books i read right and again different than like the special edition field notes and that kind of stuff yeah so it's it's not it's not like it's a valuable collection necessarily from a monetary perspective but you're spending time and you're being deliberate yeah about what you're choosing to add to your collection sure okay so i would say it's a collection all right (laughs) (laughs) yay the bell um the only other thing my kids and I could come up with was I've collected a lot of broken dreams. Um, (laughs) um, One after another, right? Yeah. They didn't think that was too funny, but um, I told them it's the truth and it's what they have to look forward to in life. So they'll get used to it. (laughs) Nice. So I also have a couple more things yeah. that I collect, and then, then we can uh, start getting into our listener feedback here. Yeah. I collect decks of playing cards. Yeah. And this started several years ago, and it was kind of one of those things where we'd go on trips or vacations and whatnot, and I would want to get a souvenir like everybody else wants to get a souvenir, except sure. because of my size, I wasn't able to really get T-shirts yeah. necessarily. Yeah that would fit me appropriately and you can only get so many hats and that type of thing so yeah, and, and what i found is the one size fits all hat it's not it's true. bullshit it's not it's, <laughs> it's not one size fits all i wear a right. size eight and a half fitted hat so <laughs> right. you, you cannot find those anywhere uh, you gotta get them custom made or custom ordered anyway back to the the decks of cards i decided that okay when we go places 
I want to be able to kind of, you know, have my memory of it as well. And I started collecting decks of cards. So everywhere we go, I come back with at least one deck of cards for that trip. So that's awesome. This, so this summer, uh, Lynn hates this. Uh, she doesn't want me to tell the story, but, or she didn't want me to post the picture online this last spring. We were supposed to go to Florida for uh, spring break, and we postponed that trip due to the um, COVID-19 situation. Sure. So as we were sitting there during this time that we were supposed to be on spring break on the beach, I'm like, oh, I really need to get a deck of cards to commemorate the trip that never happened. So <laughs> I looked online and finally found what I was looking for on eBay, but essentially I got a deck of Corona beer cards. <laughs> <laughs> And so what I'll do is I'll take these cards and I'll mark on the box or the package what year I got them and kind of the, the history about them. So this one, obviously 2020, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I think I have probably 20 to 30 decks of cards somewhere in that range. I didn't count them. Uh, I keep them in That's like, awesome. a, I keep them in like an old ammo can. And again, it was one of those things where they're small to collect. They don't take up a lot of room in luggage. I don't have to haul back a bunch of, you right. know, and I don't need to buy an extra suitcase when I'm out on a trip to bring back a, a souvenir. I mean, I've sort of recently started collecting decks of cards, but I only have three and I'm not really actively pursuing any. So, so I don't know that it's actually a collection or not. So I have a deck of cards. Do you, I don't know if you remember this or not, but this was when we were at, we attended a wedding in Brookfield where you were there with Marsha. I was there with Lynn. This was for mm -hmm. our friend, the Reitz family. Our friend, the Reitz family? Yeah, we were there for, for their wedding, uh, Stacy and John. We were sitting at the table, kind of bored, kind of waiting for things to start, and we were looking for a deck yeah. of cards. We were going to play some cribbage. Well, yeah. they didn't have any, but Stacy decided he was going to go find us a deck of cards. So he went to the gift yeah. shop and came back with a really nice deck of Harley cards. I'm like, dude, how much do I owe you for them? He's like, they gave it to me for free for having the the, the wedding here. <laughs> so we're like, score. So awesome. I, I actually still have that deck of cards that we played cards with. This is what? Nice. 20 some years, almost 20 years yeah. ago. <laughs> so that's, that's it. awesome that's part of my collection the harley cards that's awesome i like collections too like that where it like there's memories attached to it exactly right? it tells a story so, I mean, you know i'll admit some of my typewriters don't have a lot of memories attached to them that's but okay. like you know the one you and lynn gave me from her her dad, dad yep a, you know and she told me like you know her dad wrote her sermons on it or whatever yep for years you know, and so years. like that's one that i don't just throw under the stairs right it's yeah it's, on display it's one that i use and i remember it's sort of like keeping that memory alive so it's yeah. really cool to get those stories within the collection too i think it's super important to do that yep so that's awesome so i've got one more thing that i thought of as a collection that i that All right. uh it's not so active anymore this is one of those things where i i have a collection of stuff i'm not actively collecting them anymore and that's coca-cola polar bear paraphernalia sure and I, were you collecting this when we were in in Fatlanta? I was. Yes, I seem to remember this. Yep, and I've got a few things from them. Actually, I still have a few things from that trip. Uh, yeah. The, the thing is, I've got a whole box full of stuff, and it's been in the box for almost 15 years because yeah. I don't have a lot of room to display it. I've got some fairly valuable Coca-Cola bear collection items sure. i mean not super expensive but yeah. I've, I've got the 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 highlight of the piece uh, the highlight of my collection is uh, i've got a, a a framed print that has four or five of the animation cells from the commercials oh 
cool. And it's a signed and numbered print. So, um, wow. yeah, that that's pretty cool. That's probably the coolest. That's awesome coolest thing that i have i also have a deck of cards polar bear cards so that's in my card collection and then the last thing you said as a joke you your broken dreams uh for for me (laughs) uh i collect youtube shows you collect youtube shows i collect youtube shows so there are several channels that i watch and there are things that i go through and every so often i'll find a show that either kind of stands out to me as being special for one reason or another or something that i'm going to want to watch more than once so i actually have a library where i'll save them down to my device so i can watch them offline if i need to but yeah i probably probably got you know 60 or 70 youtube shows downloaded to my phone at all times <laughs> just in case just in case yeah <laughs> yeah and again it's things that that i want to watch more than once or things that i want to show two is one and one is none yeah, exactly yeah a lot of it is tied to that kind of preparation lifestyle and uh <laughs> gotta have uh, your youtube stuff the outdoor uh uh for example one of the more current channels that i'm watching i mean it's, he's still doing stuff now his, his name is steve wallace he's a guy just a guy he's similar to like you and i where he just goes out and he loves camping he loves being outside and he'll just go and <laughs> he's not like a bushcrafter uh but he'll start fires using a big propane torch or you know like <laughs> gasoline or whatever and just he is is humor is very dry and deadpan and just awesome and definitely worth checking out so cool uh, once i I think once we get our um our merchandise our t-shirts up and running i think i'm going to send him one of our shirts to see if he'll he'll wear it in one of his videos because the guy the guy's amazing just basically his his shows consist of him finding some place to camp and setting up his camp whether it's a tent or a tarp or a, a hammock or whatever and then cooking a meal over over a fire, whether it's a campfire or a portable <laughs> stove. That's pretty much it. All right, any you, more collections for you? Not for me. What about you? That's all I got. All right. I'm boring now. Getting old. Now? Hey. Hey. <laughs> Watch it. All right, so let's get into some of the listener feedback that we got. All right, we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot now. Uh, half, halfway through this episode. for We've done one of these episodes before. I think we did our last one in March. I, I believe, and it took us, right. uh, I think, five to six months, maybe seven months, in order to get enough listener feedback to really do a full show for it. Right. And since then, we've received enough to do another show. <laughs> so, <laughs> over the last last couple of months, we've received a ton of feedback. It's both, awesome. We love it. Both Keep in it voicemail, so we'll play. A, we're we're going to play a voicemail later, but I've got a bunch of stuff to read off here for feedback that we've gotten from social media, directly from emails, direct from our instant messaging. Definitely Great. got a lot. And last time, actually, it was maybe the last couple times when we talked about kind of going global and and some numbers. I said we were yep. tr- we we're trying to get to a milestone number well we hit that milestone yeah, you number. teased everybody you basically told him you had a secret and then didn't tell him what it was i did and, and that's why everybody hates you <laughs> well hopefully <laughs> now that i'm going to share uh what that number was they won't hate us anymore or won't hate me anymore right. so it's not um, us man well it's you but for you for different reasons <laughs> oh i don't know yeah probably you're right all right, you're right. 
since we last spoke, since the last episode that we had put out, and that was on May 15th, yep. we, our podcast has become members of the 10,000 Download Club. That's awesome. And it's a, it's a fairly big deal. It's not the only way to measure how your podcast is doing, but it's one of the key numbers that you look at for a podcast. And just to kind of... Right set the stage here a little bit in 2019 so we started this in january of 2019 throughout that year we had a total of 5929 downloads so just under 6000 downloads since okay. then we've added now hold on Every, does everybody need to get out their crayons and a piece of paper to write this yeah, down on, or are you yeah, explain it? No, I'll, I'll explain it. You, you can pull All your right. crayon out of your nose if you want to follow along here. All right. <laughs> I'll keep mine in my nose. I'm good. So since then, we've had almost 5,000 additional downloads so far in 2020 and we're not even halfway through the year so we definitely appreciate all of the listeners that listen and share with their friends and provide us the feedback that we're going to read off here it's kind of why we do this we you know andrew and i would still get together and tell stories and make yeah. each other laugh anyway <laughs> but we definitely enjoy bringing you all along for the ride so we definitely appreciate sure. hearing from all of you. Let's talk about some of that feedback. And not, this is not in any particular order, but I've got several comments here that I'm going to read. This first one is from our mutual friend, Julie. This is a, a college friend of ours. Had so much fun listening to your latest podcast. It was spot on. I laughed so hard. Totally never thought about ope as a word until their daughter came back from college and her friends talked about this. I'm like, that's a word? It's more like a sound. And I say it all the time. She has close friends from Missouri, Texas, and Minnesota, so she realized a bunch of these Midwest unique sayings, and some of them totally different even in Minnesota, like you were saying. It was fun to hear you guys talk about it. Great job. We enjoy your show. Miss you and your families. Say hello for us. And that was from our friend Julie. Minnesota? Yeah. Her daughter, they, she goes to school in Kansas, I believe. Yeah, she's hearing, taking the Midwest terminology along with her. We got a lot of feedback about the, the Midwest uniquities. Uniquities. So that was, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, go back and listen <laughs> to it. It was the one that just came out on the 15th. So it was the one right before this one. You don't even have to go back and search very hard. Go back and listen to well, it right now. We'll wait for you. We'll wait for you all right welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> all right so back to feedback so this next one is from our friend amy at confessions of retail all the tea all the tea we've talked about her and lexi's podcast several times before yep. she's provided feedback in the past mm -hmm. if you haven't had a chance to listen to them go check them out confessions of retail all the tea so here's you what can you can wait till you're done with us though we're not going to wait for you anymore. right no we're not going to we're going to keep moving sorry amy <laughs> Amy writes, so I'm originally from California, but was raised in Indiana. I have like this duo thing going on, but my kids are very Midwestern. When we went to California to visit once, I had to get Mountain Mike's pizza. It's not pizza you dip in ranch, but my kids only eat pizza with ranch. <laughs> my kids asked for ranch and my grandparents are like, ranch for pizza? Their faces were great. My husband and I just busted up laughing. They're like, is that a Midwestern thing? And she had to explain to them that ranch goes on everything in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Yes, it is true. And I, I've, I, I can verify those, those of us on the podcast that have put ranch on pizza, raise your hand. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Am I the yeah. only one? No, both of us. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was Amy from all the tea. We've got a couple comments, actually three of them from Terry, three different ones from our new number one fan in Belfast, Northern Ireland. 
right. Here's the most recent the one. The Belfast contingent. Yes. And speaking of, Terry's doing his job because we're blowing up in the UK. So whatever whatever Terry's doing, uh, it, Keep doing it, it. we are trending in the UK right now. So perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for the shout out. I'll certainly talk you two up and share your podcast. Had a couple of good nights sleep, so regaining the will to carry on. And we had a big move and it will take a few weeks, but feeling good. Having your yep. podcast is brilliant. You make me feel a part of things like you're listening in as opposed to listening to, which is a rare thing to do with radio. Great to have your company. Stay well and stay safe. Talk soon. That's from Terry. Awesome. And that's exactly Terry. That's what we go for. That you know, yep. we want you to be part of the part of our gang. So thank you for that feedback. And yeah. then he followed up. So this was from earlier, uh, prior to the last episode. I love the natural rapport between you guys, real buddies. And then he asked for the link for details on our uh, music albums podcast. So road trip mixtape. Road trip mixtape. Yes. And they said I'll be a regular follower, Nate. And that's uh, from Terry. This was even after he realized how dumb I was in thinking <laughs> that he was part of a local <laughs> restaurant here. <laughs> he was still willing to follow us. So then he followed up with one more. Our dog, who sleeps between us, started coughing through the wee small hours, and I couldn't get back over to sleep. This is kind of the language that I'm looking for. I can definitely hear Terry's voice in my head, and I'm hoping that he leaves us a voicemail. Because <laughs> that's... Okay, so great idea. I had to listen to your uh, Road Trip Tunes podcast, and I enjoyed it a lot. Like you guys, I went through the mixtape phase. Great fun, and as much as it was restrictive, you really had to work at the craft of editing it without clunks and clicks. Today it's so easy and this makes it accessible but less fun and people don't think about it, instead take it for granted. Bring back the DIY road trip soundtrack. Great episodes. Terry, definitely appreciate your uh, your feedback. Keep sharing the love in, uh, in the UK for us, yep, please. Definitely. Maybe we need to do a, a live show in Northern Ireland. Yeah, sure. I'm in. Let's, let's research uh, flights to Belfast. That could be a road trip. I mean, probably not a road trip. I know technically it's not a road trip, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we definitely have to do a soundtrack for that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. We also have two comments from our number one non family fan, Jen. Yeah, Jen? Yes. Oh, baby. So Jen actually <laughs> shared our episode a couple times. She made these comments. So this was about our most recent episode. When watching church on YouTube, I think of your show whenever the pastor says we should pause and discuss or go back and read a passage. I keep thinking they will say, we will wait. And we're back. <laughs> you are right. It never gets old. That's awesome. Today's show, the May 15th, was perfect. I will need to talk to Marsha about the word pop, though. It's soda. Yeah, I, well. I use a bubbler on the way to the time machine when a soda isn't available. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks to you and Nate for starting my day out with smiles and laughter. And That's that was, awesome. That was from Jen. Here's another one from Jen. My new favorite episode of my favorite podcast, and I got another mention. Laughter is absolutely <laughs> the best medicine, and this episode will make you laugh out loud multiple times. I absolutely love you guys, Nate and Andrew. So. We love we, you too, Jen. We do, even though I haven't met you yet. She's pretty <laughs> awesome. You'd like her. Yes. Uh, this is from our mutual friend, Cal. Cal's a family friend of mine that goes back probably close to 25 years. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've been friends with his his, his sons and, and his family for a long mm -hmm. time. And you've known him for quite a while, too. Yeah, he was was the visiting pastor when Celia was born. He came to see right. us in the hospital. And I've known him for a while. 
done some work for him. So he actually listened to our podcast, the most recent episode, and here's what he had to say. Listen to the first half of your podcast. Very enjoyable. And by the way, it is pop and water fountain. Oh. Cal, I love you, but you are wrong, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's totally wrong. <laughs> also, I still carry in my wallet a fiber protector given to me with my first cash card, and it has the time logo on it. Yep, nice. it is still a time card. Continued he's one third of the way there. Yes. <laughs> Continued blessing on your endeavor, and whatever you name it, I'm sure enjoy a tasty potluck. <laughs> so that was from Cal. That's a great. That we all great. we all enjoy potluck, Cal. That's yeah, definitely. So we got one more. Again, I like I said, we got a lot of these, and yeah. if we keep getting them in this kind of volume, we're going to probably have to do these more often for sure. They'll have to be like special breakout episodes. Yes. This is from Maureen, and Maureen is a listener that found us in Vermont, and she, okay. after she reached out to us, this was, again, a cold reach out. We don't know who Maureen is. I hope she's still listening. This was, uh, she I listened I mean, if you to... didn't offend her with the Midwest uniquities, hopefully. Pro- probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maureen, if you're still listening, thank you. If you're not still listening, we still thank you for reaching out. Yeah. Um, this is her comments. Hi, I'm Maureen from Vermont. I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. You are just a riot. I can relate to Andy being an introvert and not liking people so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, haven't had any issue with social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was Amen, one that we sister. got back in April, kind of during the height of our COVID, yeah. COVID episodes that we were doing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was great. And then this next one isn't so much feedback, but this was uh, an item I think I mentioned that, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I had built a new computer recently. Yeah. And to tell the story that goes along with that, when we first started this endeavor a year and a half ago, I was using an old laptop type thing that I had bought for my wife at the time. And because of the issues, there's some issues with the speed of it. She didn't really like it all that much. So she gave it to me to use to do our recording stuff on. Sure. And so I beefed it up. I added some memory to it and added a, a solid state hard drive. Those of you who are nerds will understand what that means. And basically yep. I improved the performance of out. this. Yeah. Improve the performance yep. of this machine. Well, that's what we had been using up until March when this whole everybody works from home thing kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. So she needed a PC or, you know, she needed this computer to do stuff for school on. And yep. it became a, a source of a conflict Uh-oh. between us where I needed to reserve time in order to do the things I needed to do, <laughs> uh, including podcast related as well as playing video games. Uh, well, yeah, the important with, stuff. The, exactly. Right. Not this right. whole teaching, you know, the next yeah. generation of job thing. future whole job thing future leaders of, right right so they can wait yeah it's fourth graders who cares yeah. <laughs> uh, i decided i was going to build a computer and i had never okay. done a pc build from scratch before i mean i've swapped parts out and changed things and and had done plenty of hardware support back in my day but mm-hmm. This is the first time I've done a PC build. So I ordered the the equipment that I needed, put it all together, and I've got a friend. Uh, actually, we have a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Mike. And Mike, Mike. works for Microsoft. Mike and from Microsoft. Mike picked up the tab for 
the cost of the operating system to put on my computer. So he he was willing to to make that purchase for me, and he said, I I love you guys' podcast. Consider this a donation to the cause. Nice. This is what we use in the studio, so Mike, we're recording on it right now. We definitely appreciate it. And we received feedback from Mike before that I've read. So, Mike, thank you. We definitely appreciate the gesture, and it's going towards – Going towards our cause. Yeah, Mike, if we could get some sort of, like, big blue type mainframe system (laughs) (laughs) so we could practice our chess game, that would be great. So you're you're thinking of IBM, not Microsoft. So you you just insulted him. Good job. Way to piss off our listeners. At least I only insulted one guy and not an entire (laughs) two halves of the country. (laughs) Whatever. Sure, two-thirds. Go big or go home. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> then for the last piece of feedback, we received a voicemail. That's I know. I'm and, excited. And this is from our friend Jason at yeah. That's My Spouse Podcast. Yeah. Jason and his better half, Julie. They are hilarious. They have a really funny podcast. I don't know if you've listened to their most recent one. I actually listened to it with Lynn, and Lynn is finding it amusing as well. And Good. Lynn's like kind of it. a difficult one to get in, invested in things so i think i think she's enjoying their podcast as well Perfect. so now jason left us his voicemail and i think we're going to try to do a collaboration with him and julie here is the voicemail that jason left hey nate andrew love you guys the show i consider myself a, a friend of the show actually i might be the biggest fan in michigan at least southeast michigan between 94 and 96 but anyway a friend of the show and as a friend I'm going to do what friends do and then let their friends know when they're wrong. Ooh. Let's start off with bubbler. Bubbler is not the correct way to refer to a drinking fountain. A bubbler refers to someone who can't swim real well. <laughs> Andrew, it is a fountain. Think of it like a fountain on demand. Next item, soda. Soda is what they called pop on Little House in the Prairie. You guys, of all people, should... Understand that there's no need to make your mouth do extra work with an extra syllable. <laughs> and as a fellow fat guy, I'd love to hear Andrew's take on Cincinnati chili. I'm originally oh. from Dayton, Ohio, and anytime anyone visited, I always warn them, don't go to Skyline Chili. Kind of like you'd be warned not to drink the water in Mexico because you're going to get the same result. <laughs> That's all I That's have. That's true. Love the show. Can't wait for the next episode. Take care. So Cincinnati chili is, if those of you who don't know, is very unique. You get it five way, and you get it over. So you get it over noodles and with onions and cheese and chili. The secret ingredient to Skyline chili is cinnamon. Cinnamon. I know that makes it not secret, but that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're basically eating chili, which in itself is a sometimes or often a problem with later the you know the movement of your bowels as it were you're adding on a bunch of carb noodle stuff and cheese and then you're adding basically massive amounts of bark which is what cinnamon is yeah undigestible bark into (laughs) into the mess (laughs) and it just comes out about the same consistency that it goes in (laughs) but it's good I guess. <laughs> Cincinnati. Don't... <laughs> I loved my time in Cincinnati. I ate a, probably an orbit amount of Skyline chili. I'm sure you did. <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, you could almost look at it like a cleanse. 
right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure those in Dayton, Ohio, way up in Dayton, the Flyers, Dayton, Ohio, don't want to give any props to Skyline Cincinnati Chili, but yeah, it's, it, it comes out the same consistency that it goes in. That's a, that's a fact. Now, it's a bubbler. It is a bubbler. I don't care what he says. He's completely wrong. He's too many white it's claws, okay to Jason. Be wrong. Too many I white mean, claws. Right. Yeah, yeah, too many white claws. <laughs> We've established on this show often that everybody's entitled to their opinion even when it is wrong. Yes. Um <laughs> so it's definitely a bubbler. Um I I can almost get on board with the extra syllable don't make your mouth work too much idea, but it's kind of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> like we're on a podcast telling stories so i don't know about conserving syllables and resting my mouth when this is kind of what we do yeah it's our it's kind of our thing it's kind of our thing um and soda so, pop i don't again I, don't know. I, I love i love their show I would venture to guess that his wife is a lot smarter than he is, so she probably has the correct terminology for everything. Well, clearly she is smarter than he is, but <laughs> I don't know that she she'll have the correct terminology either. Well, it She's... would be I would be interested to I would be interested to know. Okay, Jason, we need you to hit us back up, buddy. Yeah, I mean, look, I I totally appreciate where you're coming from, and I love you. As a brother in the podcasting. And as a fellow fat guy, because he just and joined as a the fellow fat, fat guy, guy who recently. broke a chair. Yep, he's part of the broken <laughs> and chair club. officially been a, in, a member of the fat guy club. If you haven't seen our social media that was posted yeah. out, out on uh, Facebook yep. and Instagram yep. recently. But um, I'm sorry to say that <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's all I got. That's all we've got. So thank you, everybody, for listening to the show and sharing it with your friends and yeah. your non-friends and whomever. Whoever else. Share it yeah. with everybody. So we, we're enjoying it. We're enjoying our time making you laugh, hopefully making you laugh. Again, laugh with us, laugh at us, either way. Either way. Yep. And uh, well, you're laughing, and it's our fault. You'll find all the links to our social media out on our website, twobeardsplease.com. Yep, we're, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Instagram, all at, at, at Two Beards Please. Yep, and you can uh, shoot us an email, Two Beards Please at gmail.com. Yep, or you can call us and leave us a voicemail and tell us how Jason's wrong. <laughs> and that number is two six two three four five seven zero seven six. Hold on, I didn't get my crayon out of my nose fast <laughs> enough. Go ahead, do it all one right. more time. Two six two three four five seven zero seven six. All right, so be funny. Leave leave us your voicemail. You better be funny. Yep, and you might end Um, up on a future show. That's right. Thank you, everybody. Be nice to each other. Care for each other. Yep. Um, Laugh a lot more. Laugh more, hate less. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Give me the bell. Hey. Support for Two Beards, Please, provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com.